Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. have as my guest today on Song of the Soul, Carol Johnson. Carol has been producing music for adults and children for decades, and her music has even been featured on Sesame Street and in national hymnals and curricula. Among the powerful, moving, and insightful spiritual music she has created is the theme song for my Spirit in Action programs, I Have No Hands But Yours. She lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan, performing and touring extensively. Carol attends worship at Unity, a New Thought Church. She is particularly inspired by A Course in Miracles and is a teacher of peace, light, and love for all ages. Well, Carol, thanks for joining me so much for Song of the Soul. You're welcome. I'm pleased to have been asked. You've been doing music for a long, long time. When did you start? Almost as long as I can remember. I was fascinated a church organist when I was probably two years old. I remember standing in the pew and looking to the back of the balcony where the organ was and watching her play. And so that's one of the very few memories I have of early on. But when I was about 12 years old is when it really took hold for me. When my uncle gave me a guitar, my grandmother also had a pump organ and I messed around with that and actually wrote a little song by ear. So it pretty much started when I was 12. You mean, is that when you started learning how to play music, or had you had piano lessons, etc., before? No, I didn't have any formal lessons, actually, except about six piano lessons from an aunt, until I actually went to college, which, by the way, was in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. 
You went to college here? Yes, I did. <laughs> well, where did you grow up? Near Marshfield. Our address was Greenwood, and I went to school in Loyal, Wisconsin, through high school. Wow. I'm so right back home here with you. <laughs> I guess our listeners don't necessarily know that I'm talking to you. You're over there in Michigan right I'm now. I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan right now. Where did you start out religiously or spiritually? In, in the Lutheran Church. I grew up in the Lutheran Church. So I had that Bible background. And when we moved to New York after I graduated from college, I just found myself no longer satisfied and just started seeking elsewhere. Went through a whole lot of phases. Were you involved in your church much in your younger years? In my younger years, yes. I played the organ, taught Sunday school for a time, sang in the choir. Organ was really my main thing. I majored on pipe organ when I went to Eau Claire. In fact, I studied on that beautiful organ up at Grace Lutheran there. Jerry Evanrude was my teacher. Okay, so you started some transition while you were there. Do any of these songs tell us about your transition, or is it more just the last 20 years? I think the last 20 years would sum up my transition for home, my spiritual smorgasbord journey. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask through. you a lot more about that as we go through the songs, yeah. okay? First of all, Carol, do you have a religious affiliation right now? I belong to Unity Church here in Grand Rapids. It's not Unitarian. A lot of people mix that up. It's just Unity. But they are a very young church, only about 100 years old, very prayer-based, and then my other real solid rock foundation is the Course in Miracles, which really doesn't have a church, but generally people are involved in study groups, which I am. It would take something to supersede that for me. Well, let's talk about your first song, because I think it refers to maybe early church stuff, Keeper of the Keys. Yeah, I journeyed through a lot of things, and they were all helpful, and they were all wonderful, but it wasn't a stopping point. It was a journey, and Keeper of the Keys talks about that. So what is Keeper of the Keys Keeper about? Keeper of the Keys talks about putting my foot in the water in this, that, and the other thing. Yoga, transcendental meditation, some of the channeled material. It was kind of looking out there, out there, out there for my spirit. And the song ends where I find it in myself. And that's what I love about unity. One of the foundations of unity is God within. And Keeper of the Keys is about looking outside, outside, and then finally coming to God within. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should listen to the song, and I'm going to ask you a little bit more about it afterwards, okay? Mm -hmm. So we're going to listen here. This is Carol Johnson's first song for A Song of Soul. It's called Keeper of the Keys. Among the stars I remembered bygone eras Now sunk beneath the seas Looking for an answer The keeper of the keys I glanced across my shoulder For angels in the wings I heard the spirit voices Through trumpets 
wasn't something outside. It wasn't the Bible or some other minister or some other method that was going to be the key to the kingdom of the spirit that lies within. What did you do then? I think the Course in Miracles and both Unity and the Course in Miracles clarified for me that it isn't a matter of seeking for God within 
God is already within. I am a creation of God. I am part of God. God is part of me. And anything else <laughs> is not true. So it's a matter of peeling away all the stuff that's not true, that's illusory, that is ego-based, that I made up about myself, and getting back to the truth of my being, which is I am a child of God, exactly the way he created me, and God doesn't create anything except perfection. And one of the things I love about The Course in Miracles is that it is such a useful tool to help you peel away these layers. It's a book in three parts. It has a text, which is difficult to understand sometimes. That's why study groups are really nice. And then it has a series of lessons, one for every day of the year. And you don't have to stick to that. But it's a real tool. And it just starts from the foundation and works up to help you peel away everything that you thought was you and really isn't. And what had been worthwhile or valuable before will come back and it will stick. And the rest will dissipate. So are you still peeling these layers away? Oh, yeah. Probably many more lifetimes of peeling, but... (laughs) (laughs) makes me very happy and also to recognize that in other people well one of the ways that I know you do that work of recognizing other people is to work with children Mm -hmm. I guess I kind of identify you as a children's musician artist now although that wasn't my reaction when I first started to know about your music back in the 1980s I met you in a group of adults doing music is that where you get your livelihood with children For about 25 years, my livelihood has been almost entirely singing assembly programs in elementary schools. That started in the early 80s, so you didn't know me (laughs) back then as the children's musician that I eventually became, I'll use the word slotted as, because I sort of regret that a lot of the adult music has gone by the wayside unsung because I have been successful with the children's music, and I'm grateful for that too. But Love Grows One by One was the first song I ever wrote for kids, and that has become a standard. Everywhere I go, people know Love Grows One by One. You know it's in the National Hymnal for Quakers, don't you? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And that song pretty much catapulted my career as a children's musician, children and family, I would say. And I really enjoy taking the principles, the values that I hold dear, and whittling them down in, in a nutshell, putting them simply and in a way that people can remember and hum over and over again in their heads whether they like it or not. (laughs) I mentioned this is in the Friends hymnal, the Quaker hymnal for my branch of Quakerism. Is it in other hymnals? Yes, I can't name them for you, but it's a number of hymnals, Sunday school curriculums, school curriculums, and many other artists have recorded it. It was, in fact, on Sesame Street six times. (laughs) Really? Sesame Street hit? Mm -hmm. Wow. I had no idea you'd gone all the way to the top. Well, let's listen to it. It's called Love Grows One by One, and Carol Johnson is our artist. Love grows one by one, two by two, and four by four. Love grows round like a circle and comes back knocking at your front door. Love grows. Bye. 
CDs, whatever, on the drawing board right now? The project I'm doing right now is going to a local studio and just putting down raw versions of, I have so many songs that I've written, they'll never all get recorded. And if something should happen to me, I don't want them to be lost. So basically, I'm almost doing a documentary. I'm not even editing them. If I think I've done an okay job singing them with just my guitar or just me on piano, I just leave it be. I'm almost at a point of I have so many songs, it's too confusing to even think about what to do next. Well, Simply Love is the next song you've chosen, and it is from Gently Down the Stream. Why did you choose Simply Love? Because so many people just recently have told me how they love it. (laughs) I love it too, but I have so many songs I like to sing that for whatever reason that one kind of took a back seat for a while, and I, I replayed it, and I thought, man, that is really nice. And... Also, it goes along with what the Course in Miracles teaches. There are only two things. There's love and there's fear. And the only thing that's real is love. So this is a song about kind of pretending I've left the planet and I'm looking back and I see all this stuff going on and I see that the only thing of real value was love. Do your two children, your daughter and your son, do they give you the feedback that, yep, you did it perfectly, all you gave us was love? (laughs) (laughs) No, they're, they're probably much more generous with me than I deserve. <laughs> they're very supportive of me, and certainly I made my mistakes in their upbringing, and they'll make a few in their own children's, but that's life. Mm. They are absolutely wonderful. 
a lot of your songs, you include children in the chorus and the mm-hmm. background in one way or another. Are your children in there, too? Yeah. Shalom is on all three of my first children's CDs, and she's also on Gently Down the Stream. Luke's voice changed along the way, so he's only on the first two kids' recordings that I did. Well, let's listen to Simply Love about the only true thing, love.
do you lead the choir or something at Unity? I do a lot of solo work, and when I can work with a group of people, that's fun, and I do that occasionally, but I'm not really involved in any choir. I mostly sing my own original songs. I like to talk to the speaker who's ever going to be speaking, find out what the theme is or the topic, and if I don't have something that fits quite perfectly already written, I really enjoy the challenge of writing a new song. So I keep writing. About how many do you think you've produced over the decades? It's hard to know when they're only half done or almost done, but in addition to my seven recordings that I have made, you know, there's about 200 songs that I could choose from for this recording that I'm doing right now at the studio. I'm up to 99. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lot to keep in your head. I'm always amazed the musicians who can keep all those in their head. Although, it's something that I tend to do myself. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about Spirit Guide My Day. Either these words or very similar words is basically my prayer every morning. That's it. Spirit Guide My Day. You evidently use the word God and Spirit and everything comfortably, but I think that your theology is Mm wide-ranging. I don't know if that's fair to say. Yeah, very much. Do you run into people who are really resistant to your, you know, you use the word God, and so, no, you can't say God, you have to say something yeah, else. Yeah, it just gets, uh, I think that, I thank my Lutheran upbringing for that. I am comfortable with those words, but they've taken on a whole different meaning for me, and I kind of would like to share that with people. Look, there's a different way of looking at this. God isn't a white-haired man with a beard who sits up there and judges you, and I like for that to come across. I often say, if you've got another word that fits better, as you're listening, use that word in your mind, in your heart. We're not stuck on these words. Language is a very limiting thing. The male, masculine use of him is difficult for a lot of people. But I find when I start speaking of God as her, first of all, let me say God is neither him nor her. God is everything. So to start putting her or female references to God is okay with me. On the other hand, listeners kind of sit up and they jump up in their seats when you do that. And I feel sometimes that the point of my song, the bigger message that I'm trying to get across, is lost because somebody got hung up on the fact, ooh, she used mother instead of father. And I'd rather avoid that. I'm okay with God, Jesus, Spirit. I'd mention we have often, in Eau Claire Friends Meeting, we've often used your song, I Am an Acorn, as Mm -hmm. we transition into the silent worship that we do. Except that, instead of carved in the palm of his hand, we normally say carved in the palm of God's hand. And I could have easily done that when I made the recording. At the time, I just simply didn't think of it. Yeah, well, that's because I wasn't there to let you know. That's right. There's a lot of things I would change. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's listen to Carol's fifth song in her Song of the Soul. It's called Spirit Guide My Day. Illumine all I 
that's a good prayer to start out your day. And mm -hmm. for that matter, it's a good way to start out your night. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your next song, of course, you tripped up and you used that male article there. Keep your <laughs> mind on him. Of course, going back to language, I think there's a good share of people who recognize God is not male or female in the oh, sense sure. that we think of, but still get hung up on the words as you point out. So it's unfortunate that you got the hymn in there, but on the other hand... It rhymes <laughs> with the next sentence. <laughs> well, that's crucial. That's absolutely crucial. Sometimes you have to look for the rhyme. Or the <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even rhyme perfectly, but it's better than her. <laughs> yes. So put your mind on him. How do you actually do that? What's your practice to put your mind on him? To ask spirit that, you know, whatever thoughts come floating through my mind, I practice hanging on to the ones that I've, I feel have been... I like to think of spirit or God as a kind of a sieve through which what is not real, what is not of value, is eliminated before it ever even gets into my mind to think about. But uh, throughout the day, you get a choice. You get a choice as to... In fact, just this morning, I had heard some bad news, and I thought, am I going to pass this bad news on? At one point, I might automatically have done that. Just share the bad news. That's part of talking with your friends. That's not uplifting, particularly this little thing. It wasn't important. It wasn't uplifting. And I noticed myself. And I thought, I don't have to pull somebody down by focusing on something negative. It takes practice. But after a while, you start noticing what thoughts you're holding on to, what your conversation consists of, and you start honing it. Pass along that which uplifts, that which is true, that which is light, and hold back on the stuff that would degrade or degenerate or be negative. It's not helping anybody. It doesn't mean I wouldn't tell you if somebody in my family died. I mean, obviously that's sad, but it doesn't mean I'll never talk about the war. But what am I going to concentrate on? Is this something that you get trained or led to do by being part of a unity congregation? Oh, yes. Unity has a great emphasis on positive thought and affirmation. To the point where sometimes we get called Pollyanna-ish, and that's, I can see from the outside why people might think that, but when you really are practicing it, it's not Pollyanna-ish at all to practice it. It's difficult sometimes, and it takes discipline, but like anything that's worth learning, it's worth learning. Both Put Your Mind on Him and the next song on my list called Think on These Things, that's right out of the Bible. Whatsoever things are honorable, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, and so on. Think on these things. That's right out of Philippians. And they are saying exactly what unity says. The world out there has been created by our thoughts, what we've concentrated on. And I'm going to do my part to dissipate the negative and strengthen what is good. You know what I think we should do? I think we should listen to those two songs, one right after another. Mm -hmm. We'll start with Put Your Mind on Him, and then we'll listen to Think on these things, a message very mm -hmm. clearly from Philippians. We all want peace in our lives, peace in our lives, peace for each other and peace for the earth. And we've come to realize if it's peace we desire, then peace must be held in mind. Put your mind on Him who is everything that is good, that is whole, that is true. 
Is Bible study part of something that you do? No, it isn't any longer. You, but I, you were raised with it, I'm assuming, all that kind of thing? I just feel like everything I need at this point in my life for my spiritual growth, I get from the Course in Miracles. The reason I was asking, in part, was how did you even know that phrase from Philippians? That's why I say I really appreciate my Lutheran upbringing. I'm quite familiar with the Bible, and there's much in there that is of value. Also, many things that I now see differently than I saw back when. You know, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That means when we're in alignment with Spirit, when we're in alignment with God, we're not carrying a huge cross on our shoulders. Life is joyful. Life is light. You know, there are phrases like that that I see entirely different than I once did. Carol, you mentioned you're going into schools very regularly, Mm -hmm. uh, doing a lot of that. How often do you do that, first of all? Oh, it varies so much. Not so much in the summer, I'm guessing. No, not so much in the summer, and year to year varies. This fall has been very, very slow, but, you know, three, four times a week when things are going good. This next song that you did, Circle of Peace, isn't actually, I think, done in school. I think it was done with some kids. Right. A summer camp kind of thing? Or what was it exactly? It was the Millennium Celebration here in Grand Rapids, where the city actually paid for me to go into a number of city parks over the period of the summer and to do a concert with kids from the neighborhood focusing on peace. So I would go to a park and, you know, the kids would gather and we would sing songs of peace, some of which I had written and some that they might know. And then the second part of that assignment was to sit down with the kids and get all their ideas on paper about what would make for peace in this neighborhood or in their lives or in their homes. And so we wrote down all their ideas. It was basically a songwriting session in each of these parks. And it's real hard to pull a melody out of kids. They can come with the ideas easily, but to get a melody out of them isn't so easy. And so if I didn't get a melody to go with out of the kids, I would just simply take the words home, and I'd work on it overnight. And then I was scheduled to go back to each of these parks a second time and teach the song that we had come up with. So most of the melodies were written by myself, but every idea, every statement on that particular CD are things that the kids came up with. There's a little redundancy there from song to song because they had the same idea from park to park. But I love that CD. At the end of the summer, I thought, well, now we have all these wonderful songs, what to do with them? And I decided to make a CD and got some kids from one particular school to sing on it. Oh, excuse me, it was from Fountain Street Church here in Grand Rapids. Their junior choir sings on it. And the Circle of Peace song itself, is that from the kids? Nope, that is a theme song that I wrote for the whole thing. And it came from an actual program called Circles of Peace. That is a nationwide, as far as I understand, program where there are some friends, Quaker friends here in Grand Rapids that offer this program in schools or at workshops and stuff for people's children to kind of take a pledge for settling problems nonviolently, for being peaceful in their homes, in their school, and so forth. Well, there was a program called Circles of Peace, and that's why I chose the name Circle of Peace. And you said that you were hired by the city mm-hmm. to go around and do this, you know, these songs, this training, doing this stuff about peace. Is this some kind of a commie left-wing uh, radical city, Grand Rapids, <laughs> that they would embrace something as heretical as peace? This is a wonderful city, but I wouldn't call it commie or radical by any means. It was part of the Parks and Recreation Department, 
they bring nice programs into the park. And I was thrilled that they wanted programs brought in that focused on peace. But, you know, that was part of the Millennium Celebrations. And I thought that was just awesome that they would think to do that. I think it is, too. I was just kind of surprised. Sometimes it is perceived if you do something that's that it's not specifically patriotic Mm -hmm. or completely values neutral that you're being a little bit too radical and obviously I don't think that peace is in any way radical if you look at gospel that Jesus put forward it shouldn't be radical but sometimes it is treated that way right I'm glad that they chose you let's listen to the song Circle of Peace that you created for that endeavor one of the songs that is not on any of my CDs. It's one that I've just recorded at this studio, so it's quite raw. It's just me playing the piano, but it's it's okay. You know, if I were to record it on a commercial CD, I'd spiff it up a little bit, but it is basically my favorite phrase from The Course in Miracles. At the very beginning of the book, it says, the Course can be summed up in these sentences. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. And I love that. I love the simplicity of it. You know, so part of my thought process, we were talking before about paying attention to what you think about. Part of my thought process is sorting out what is real here, what is unreal, what is love, what is fear. I think that's what the Bible means by separating the wheat from the chaff. So nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. That's as good an intro as we could expect to any song. Mm-hmm. It is the song, Nothing Real, and it's a, a down-home version produced by Carol Johnson. And you're going to have to tune in and listen to this program if you want to hear it, because it's not on any of her other recordings. Nothing
Souls, let's go on to your final song for your Song of the Soul. It's called That's Why I'm Here. So why are you here? To love you. <laughs> That's for the next two words. <laughs> I feel clear now that my relationship to God isn't just a vertical one between me and God. I don't get to really know God in me without going through you and seeing God in you as well. Namaste. I behold a Christ in you. And that is, according to the Course in Miracles, absolutely key to my knowing, remembering God in me. It's a joining. And this is a song about joining. It's like I learn from you as you learn from me. I love you, you love me. I teach you, you teach me. It's simultaneous, one and the same thing. And it's all leading up in my thought to I remember God in me as I remember God in you. And that's why I'm here. I'd like to add something about that song. When I sing it in public, if it's feasible in whatever room we happen to be in, I teach the song. It's very simple. And I have people get in small groups usually families or if they came with friends you know five or six people in a small group hold hands sing the song to each other look in each other's eyes and sing it and then as the song progresses maybe a group of five people will join with another group close by and there will be ten people in that group and you make the groups bigger and bigger until the last verse you have one circle all the way around the room I find that is very very meaningful to people to hold hands with their own family and say I forgive you, you forgive me. I heal you, you heal me. It's a wonderful experience to be in a room full of people singing that and feeling that. It is a pity that too often I think we sing our music without doing it. And Mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is you have the participants there do the music, Mm -hmm. do the idea, instead of just talking about a disembodied idea. Right, exactly. Maybe our audience, our listeners out there, can join in wherever they are hearing this. You gave them the directions already. We're going to play the song, That's Why I'm Here, and we ask you to join in in doing that song instead of just listening.
future you got any big concerts or anything and assuming that there's some of us who are adults who want to hear you how can we see that happen oh have me come and put on a concert at your place (laughs) i don't have a lot coming up right now i've got some christmas programs here in the michigan area in three different churches i have a library show coming up i have a children's door open house coming up i think for most of the listening audience that you're speaking to here It'd be a long commute, wouldn't it? It would be a long commute, right. But I do come over to Wisconsin frequently because my dad is now in a retirement home in Marshfield. My siblings all live in Wisconsin, so I do get over there a lot. So if people want to check out about you... Go to my website, www.caroljohnsonmusic.com. Carol Johnson Music. And of course, I'll have that on my website, and I do all the time because you are also the theme song for my Spirit in Action program. And I'm just thrilled about that. I was so delighted to hear that. Well, your song has been a delight to me. It's sometimes hard to find spiritual music that talks about really doing instead of just, let's say, disembodied praise songs. And (laughs) (laughs) And your music really forges that connection between the spirit that we feel and know and the way we live. And so I'm really thankful for your music. Well, thank you. I'm just honored to be on your show. Thanks again, Carol. You've been listening to an interview with singer-songwriter Carol Johnson. You can find more information about her on her website, caroljohnsonmusic.com, or you can visit my website, northernspiritradio.org, where you can find this program other programs, and helpful information and links about my guests and their music. Song of the Soul is produced by Mark Helpsmeet. If you'd like to share your Song of the Soul with the listeners of WHYS-FM radio, please contact me via my email address, helpsmeet at usa.net. That's H-E-L-P-S-M-E-E-T at usa.net. And please join me Sundays at 11 a.m. for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song of the soul. And-